Welcome to the Reclamation Podcast. Reclamation is a project that we've started to explore faith and what it might look like outside of institutional churches. Our conviction is that someone losing faith in the church doesn't necessarily mean they've lost their faith. Our passion is for an authentic pursuit of faith that impacts every area of our lives and world. Our hope is to help spiritually displaced people reclaim their role in God's story. The we in that statement is Allison and Josh Raskin. We are a couple living in Baltimore, Maryland. We've been married for almost 11 Mm -hmm. years now. Very soon. And um, we are (laughs) deeply interested in matters of faith and Mm -hmm. how they play out in the world around us. And you'll probably learn more about us as time goes on. So our first podcast, we are going to be talking about displaced people. And when we say displaced people, we're talking about people who are spiritually displaced. The reason that we wanted to start here is that as we were thinking and starting this project, it was probably two months into the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And there was one day where I was praying about it and just had this phrase that kept coming to my mind, which was, we are displaced people. We are displaced people. And it it really resonated with me. It really struck me. And it's continued to sort of like resound Mm -hmm. in our conversation about this project. Um, It just kind of seems to be the perfect word. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And I think for us personally, the reason that it fit for me so well is that Josh and I, in a way, feel a bit displaced right now in our life. So in the fall of last year, we moved to Baltimore and we left um, Western Massachusetts where we had lived for seven years? Over eight. Eight years. Over eight years. Just over eight years. Um, And have really made a home for ourselves there and um, just felt like that the church family there was sort of our second family. And we needed to move um, for a couple of reasons and moved to Baltimore and were, you know, welcome with open arms in Baltimore and had some people make really intentional efforts towards us making our home here. But long story short, the pandemic hit and we realized like we... Poor timing. On yeah, yeah. <laughs> we moved to a city and we are not at all rooted in this city. And so... I think that word displaced has really been a word that describes what I feel about our present location right now. Kind of our personal situation. Yeah. And that is a word that we also have seen time and time again um, describe people and where they feel they are or since they are spiritually. Mm -hmm. So that whole chain of events that we experienced of of losing our home, so to speak, and then not really reestablishing ourselves, that same chain of events is what we see happening to people time and time again, but on a spiritual level. Right. So I think the question is, why are we starting here with mm-hmm. displacement? This project is called Reclamation, and it's hopeful. It's about reconstructing and yeah. finding something new. So why displacement? We're starting here because this is really the need that we see. Time and again, we keep coming back to, well, what is the need? Who is this for? Mm -hmm. What are we addressing? And it really is this issue of growing displacement among a large portion of the population, spiritually speaking. There are 
growing numbers who, for whatever reason, are experiencing displacement from their churches, from their religious institutions, from their faith communities. And I think there are so many of these people who are kind of left wondering, you know, where can I go? What can I do? Does any of this even matter to me anymore? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, like Allison mentioned, started talking about this not too long into the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was probably late April, early May. Mm -hmm. And really it came about with the idea through coronavirus of how this was impacting churches and the realization that there are going to be a lot of people who do not go back to church after this is all over. And, you know, I started thinking about how faith might be evolving in that. Yeah. Um, You know, some people won't be going back because they don't feel safe, but I think a large proportion of people who have left their churches or who might not go back to church after this, it's, because this has given rise or, or maybe given an opportunity to address some of the tension that's already been mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of reasons people are leaving churches and the numbers and the research all backs that up, right? So many people are kind of moving away from faith institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, so coronavirus was kind of one reason that we see displacement happening, mm-hmm. but this has been going on increasingly for a long time. So what are other reasons people experience spiritual displacement, you know, from their churches, from their institutions? We've identified some big ones that probably a lot of people can resonate with, whether you have left a church, are thinking of leaving a church, or you still find yourself in a church. And obviously the one that comes to mind is hurt. Mm -hmm. People who have been hurt, people who have experienced abuses, whether personally or just abuses of power in the church. Mm -hmm. People who have been part of institutions that have not lived up to what that institution stands for. We see so much of the ways that you know, politics and personal agendas have crept into so many churches. And there are a lot of people who feel displaced because they feel they're unwelcome, that their beliefs or maybe their identities or often even just their questions yeah. aren't welcome. And these are genuinely faithful people, oftentimes people who really long for faith expressions. Mm-hmm. And there's literally people telling them you can't in this place. And so that creates... Huge displacement, right? A second area that we've identified or or kind of heard from a lot of people about displacement is really this disconnect between what they're being taught in churches and what they're experiencing in the real world, where they're being given this picture of what we would call the gospel or maybe the message of Christianity, and it's supposed to be this you know, transformative, life-changing, salvation-bringing thing. And for a lot of people it is, and that's beautiful. But for a lot of people, then they go out and they say, well, how do I maybe apply that? Or Mm -hmm. maybe their churches haven't been giving them the tools to really experience that in a way that really impacts their life. And so there's a disconnect between the church they attend or the broader Christian culture and message that they've internalized and then the needs they see in the world. Yeah. And the ways that Christians often maybe fall short of meeting those needs or living up to the message that they proclaim. Right. Well, and I think that, yeah, I personally have have experienced more people who are more disappointed with the the brokenness, the sin, the pain of the world, mm-hmm. and the churches that they are part of their inability to speak into that and to like right. actually take action towards that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, rather so, than the gospel, like rather than the hope, um, right. more hopeful side. So this pro- proclamation of good news, and yet when there's bad news in the world, exactly. the church is silent. Exactly. We've seen that so much with yep. a lot yep. of the protests around systemic racism and injustice in the world, and the church, especially the white church, tends to just be really, really quiet. You can mm-hmm. hear crickets, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. when you bring this up with people. And so it's kind of like, well, how does the message that you're talking about Which is connect, powerful. Which is and supposed which is, to be powerful. Right, right. Speak into this world that deeply needs some power. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that creates a need, too, for people who are genuinely longing for faith, mm-hmm. and yet they're not being equipped. Yeah. And then lastly, I think there's people who, we almost use the word apathy, but I, th- I think that was kind of a negative word because it puts the burden on the person feeling it. But people who essentially are receiving, for whatever reason, maybe like a watered-down message or part of a community or a church where they're just not being challenged Mm -hmm. to grow or the things they're hearing aren't connecting with them and they don't know where to turn. Or aren't substantive, right? Right, Like, Mm -hmm. how is this different than what I could receive from a pep talk in my office or from like some self-help stuff on Instagram stories, you know? Yeah. And then the displacement comes when it's kind of like, well, why am I here? Why am I, why am I going through these motions? And is it easier for me to just kind of step away? Mm -hmm. And that was one of the first things maybe we we talked about when this whole pandemic hit is kind of like how many people by the sheer act of not going to church regularly are going to sort of awaken to this reality of like, that's right. Is this really missing? Am I missing this? Um, And that's going to create a lot of kind of displacement for people. Right. The bottom line of all of those situations that you describe, the common denominator for that is that these are not people who are rejecting their faith. And the opposite might be true. The opposite uh, is that perhaps these are people who long for a richer faith. A deeper. A deeper faith. Yeah. yeah. And yet for a lot of churches, not definitely not all churches, but for... A lot of churches, when somebody leaves, the assumption is, well, that person is walking away from their faith or is rejecting Jesus um, or is giving up on all the things that we've blessed them with. Or at the very least, is just not interested. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And so they oftentimes maybe give a little effort towards that person, but oftentimes kind of let them go. Mm -hmm. Um, And our heart behind this project is to create a space where anyone, anyone is welcome, but specifically those of you who have experienced the hurt or the distrust or the the apathetic message from your church uh, and are on the fence about saying goodbye to church or have already said goodbye to church. Mm-hmm. And so to create the space where you can gather and communicate and hopefully here's something of worth from us once in a while um <laughs> that's a toss-up <laughs> it is a toss-up <laughs> we'll do our best um and and move closer to god and move closer to an authentic faith that um resonates with you and resonates with the the author of this story yeah essentially if you have left church we're saying it's okay and maybe even that's that can be a good thing. Yeah. Not for everyone. 
not in every situation. There's a lot of churches that are really trying and doing good things, but there's a lot of people who aren't going to connect there for whatever reason. And we're going to talk a lot about that in this Mm -hmm. podcast in general, why that is and what we can do about it, not to fix the church, but to meet people who are displaced, Mm -hmm. who are in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. I think the, the problem is, or maybe the opportunity, if you want to look at it that way, is that for so long, if someone has left the church, is displaced for one of these reasons or any other reason we haven't mentioned, the church's answer to those people has kind of been, well, come back to church. Right. And there isn't really anything else. I mean, we have What not, other answer right, do they have we, to offer? Right. <laughs> when we were t- talking about this project at the beginning, we were trying to brainstorm, like, what have we found that is sort of saying to people... It's hmm. okay to be where you are if that's not in a church mm-hmm. and God can still meet you there. And we, we really have struggled because it doesn't seem like that's a message that's out there too much. Mm-mm. So many of the solutions coming from kind of Christian Christian institutions are come back to us mm-hmm. and then we can work this out. Mm-hmm. And there are some resources, some podcasts that are helping people deconstruct their faith. Absolutely. Um, but we're hoping to meet you on somewhat of the other side where you've found some footing and realize I'm not in a church setting, but I'm ready to reconstruct and rebuild and, and maybe reconnect. Yeah. And maybe um, not return to what was there before, but to maybe reconstruct into something that's new and exciting and beautiful. Yeah. And so we sum all of that up with the word reclamation. There it is. There it is. (laughs) And Going back a little bit, though, to this idea of, you know, people who leave church or who are outside of the church and how so often the assumption, right, is that these are people who have just lost interest or who are just kind of over it. Certainly that's true sometimes, but right. that assumption is so interesting to me because if we look at the Bible, if we look at the scriptures, the Bible is full of these stories where God shows up in the places where he's not supposed to be. Hmm. And it's full of stories of people who didn't fit the mold. Right. And because of that, those people ended up being integral to what God was up to in Mm -hmm. the world. The integral key players in God's story, the the very people who kind of seemed to be outside of the center of that narrative. Um, And, you know, part of what we want to do is break down those stories over time. But... For this first episode, I think it's really key to point out that it's an undeniable fact that in Jesus's life and ministry, he prioritized people. He focused and honed in, spoke to, ministered to people who not only were just kind of like unexpected, but who literally were not allowed in. Yeah. He focused on people who would not have been allowed in the temple or people who would not have been able to, you know, be part of the institutional religion or the worship or the church, so to speak, of the day. And and these weren't just social outcasts. They were spiritually displaced people. And those are the ones who get Jesus's message. They're the ones who feel challenged by him, changed by him. And it's actually the people who are closest to the center of the religious establishment who miss the point. You're most confused. Right. Yeah. Right. And so those are the stories that change us. The people who are outside of it, who are displaced, and yet God shows up 
in the desert, in the foreign land, in the, the wandering, in the displacement, and changes everything. And it seems to me that many churches, or maybe this is just an element of the broader church culture today, is that in striving so hard mm. to protect its own position in society or to shore up its own influence, because a lot of churches feel threatened, right? right? right. Um, because in, people are leaving. <laughs> in part. Um, or maybe people are leaving because the church feels threatened, but we'll get into that. But in, in, for whatever reason, in striving to protect itself and its institutional influence, I think so many churches have unfortunately lost that reality mm-hmm. that God meets those displaced people. And I, it breaks my heart because I've heard so many stories from people all over the place who, who say, you know, the church isn't really looking beyond itself to where I'm at to the questions I have, to the wrestlings I'm experiencing. And it doesn't seem like there are many people who are asking what God might be up to in the wilderness. In those spaces. Yeah. 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 But it's in those spaces, in the wilderness, among the displaced, where the most amazing, crucial things tend to happen. Like, I just think kind of on my own life and my own experience even, just to make this personal a little bit, you know, I I was sort of introduced to faith when I was a high schooler, and it really came to be a very defining part of my life in late high school, early college. But towards the end of my college experience, I went through some really rough times. Um, I started to ask a lot of questions, and those questions, I think, just circumstantially were met with a lot of resistance. Mm-hmm. I remember I had one leader in college who really, really fought me on pretty much all of my questions um, and my confusions and kind of wanting to think maybe a little outside of the box that I had been, you know, kind of placed in for the few years leading up to that point. And I remember one time, you know, just this person sat me down and I think tried to break me in a way of like, you know, they started saying like, you know, you're your family is is bad and wicked and your friends are all lost and pagans and you're you know it's just like really it was kind of like abusive in a way and it was not long after that that I was like I'm done I left that ministry that I was a part of I had been a leader I had been really involved and I just walked away and I was in a period of wilderness Mm -hmm. for a displaced for a long time yes and very much would have said I was a displaced person because mm-hmm. the place where I had found my religious identity was no longer safe mm-hmm. for me. And I felt not free. <laughs> I felt really betrayed and hurt. Um, and I wish I could have just said, you know, eh, whatever, it, it's fine. But it, this was so much who I was. Right. What was amazing, though, was that I needed that hmm. time to restore and recover who I was and what I really held dear. And I look back, and it didn't take long to see it, but I look back on that time as a season when, uh, a part of my life when I really reconstructed in a way where I came into a new, you know, calling on my life and a new belief in what I could do and a new vibrancy in my faith. And I needed that time of being displaced and something beautiful came out of it. But 
you know, I wouldn't have used that word at the time. I mm-hmm. was just kind of pissed off. Right. <laughs> and hurt, and, yeah, you know, and yeah. shamed. But right. now I see it as I needed that to become yeah. the person I wanted to be. Or, wow. you know, that God wanted me to be really. Um, but I was very much a displaced person. Yeah. Wow. And, and I think that in a way I, I give thanks because... I'm so much more comfortable with those seasons when I feel hmm. displaced even now because mm-hmm. now it's not a, an all or nothing. It's like there are ways in which I feel mm-hmm. that and, and I feel safe in that feeling of kind of curiosity right. or questioning or wrestling or, or just feeling a little lost. It's kind of like, this is okay. This right. can be really good and something beautiful can come from this. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So if you find yourself being pushed out of church or ministry like like Josh just described or if you are pushing yourself out <laughs> of mm-hmm. a church or ministry um, for whatever reason that you would call yourself displaced or if that term speaks to you um, or even if you're feeling just like some mixed emotions from your church or even if you've never been to a church but you're just curious <laughs> about what we're doing here We've said all of this because we think there's something amazing about the place where you find yourself. Mm-hmm. And it really seems like Jesus might be near to you in a really unique way in this season, in this time. Mm-hmm. So this project we're starting, Reclamation, it involves you. And our hope is that this really becomes a group of people that looks for God outside of the four walls of the church and then we can share what we find with one another. Um, we don't want to just be talking no. to each other yeah. <laughs> the whole time um, or telling you what we've found. But um, we really want to hear from your voices. And so our hope is that we can be really honest, each of us, about the very hard parts of this sort of status of being displaced. Mm-hmm. And then our hope is also that we can see what is possible by telling the stories of people who are, are just thriving. Yeah, who in are the finding new life kind of in yeah. there. Yeah, and how they're doing it. Yep. You're making it very practical and applicable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we just want to, you know, have a space where we can celebrate um, places where people who are displaced are actually finding their homes in the exile in more beautiful and more authentic ways than before. And so, yeah, we're we're going to be doing a lot of storytelling and comparing notes and thinking outside the box together and just really hoping to discover how God is bigger and nearer to each one of us than we, we have imagined before and doing a very new thing in our midst. Mm-hmm.